0: Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast is dedicated to supporting the Summit League and its student-athletes by commending their accolades and talking hoops. This podcast is hosted by a washed-up NAIA golfer, avid sports fan, and jackrabbit at heart, Madison Van Walligan-Boston.
1: JoJo is just a gamer. We're going to talk about what happened in Brookings last night. I mean, it was like you were at practice today. (laughs) I'm gonna take back what I just said. And I blame my mama because my mama gave me this face.
0: Welcome back everyone. It is season two of Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast. I am so excited to be here. I hope that you guys are excited too. Our friends on the men's side have been podcasting for literally weeks now um, this season. I, however, was still in volleyball season over on the seventh rotation, but I'm here now and just in time for conference play and I'm excited to get started. I'm also here with my sound effects, so it is going to be a damn good time this season on Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast. You may notice that I'm by myself. Um, You may hate that. I hate it too. So if you're looking to get into podcasting as a hobby and you watch Summit League Women's Basketball, hit me up in my DMs because I would love to have a co-host. Reasons that I don't have a co-host... Because you may remember last year, there were three of us and I was just kind of the sidekick. um, And now I'm doing this whole thing on my own. But Scott took a job at Western Illinois, kind of toward the end of last season. So he wasn't with us at the end of last season because clearly that's a conflict of interest. But we're very happy for him. And he is um, thriving in his new role over at Western. Jordan decided to take a step back. He has also made a career change. Um, And just decided to spend some time focusing on that and on his family. And we support that. Um, I have had changes in my life. I legally am still a Van Walligan because I haven't uh, got that changed yet. But I, for all intents and purposes, am no longer a Van Walligan. I got married. Um, If any of you saw those crazy Jackrabbit fans getting engaged on the court by the baseline during the Summit League tournament last year. That was me. That was us. Um, we got married in August. It was incredible. I loved every minute of it. It went by way too fast. I am currently reliving through our wedding video and all of our photos. Um, and it was a super good time. So I love that. Um, I love that SDSU and basketball uh, brought us together, and we met at the Summit League tournament. We got engaged there two years later, and now we're married. And I'm talking about it on the podcast, so it's it's been great. Um, but anyway, roundabout way to why I'm here on my own, but I'm so excited to be here with you. So not only do things look a lot different on the podcast and in the lives of Scott and JD and Madison, but they also look a lot different. In the league, um, we have three new head coaches, lots of scoring loss, people in the portal, uh, people graduated, just everything is everywhere. So I'm going to kind of break down just a quick rundown of some of the major, major notable things that have changed since last year. So first of all, um, Oral Roberts decided to part ways with Misty Cussin, which broke my little heart, um, but they have brought in new head coach Kelsey Music. I th- I think um I think Kelsey is a good decision. I'm just gonna say that right now. I see, I see a lot of good things coming out of Tulsa, and we'll we'll get to that um in a bit and on future episodes. So that's new coach number one. Um new coach number two, head coach Kayla Karius at South Dakota. Not only do they have a new head coach, um, 90% of their scoring is gone, and they also have an injured Natalie Missouri and an injured Madison Grange. Um, there might be another one too. I, um, am not sure about that. So we hope that those injuries, um, you know, make full recoveries and speedy recoveries and we wish the best. Um, didn't look too hot for USD at the beginning of the season, but if you watched the first games of the conference slate last night, you will now feel differently about that. And we'll get into that as well. Third new head coach is Deanna Jackson direct down in Kansas city. Deanna is a first-time head coach. Um, She didn't even come from head coaching in in D2 or anything else like some of our other coaches did. She is a first-time head coach, and she is stepping into the Summit League, and she's killing it. It's going to be amazing. I was down um, at the Sweeney Center last Thursday when they played Bellevue in their final non-con and saw a lot of good things. So I'm excited for Coach D down there um, in Kansas City. Other changes, Denver lost 82% of their scoring. Um, Uju Azudu went to Florida Gulf Coast. She's killing it down there. And Megan Boyd went to Colorado State. She just scored her 1,000th point last night. Um, so even though she's not a summer leaguer anymore, we still want to give claps and snaps to Megan Boyd on your 1,000 points in your career. Um, Western, Danny Nichols went to West Virginia with former USD coach Don Plitzwit. Um, North Dakota State has a very different roster. I remember writing the preview article this year, and I was like, who are all of these people? Um, still have Heaven Hamling, but you know what? That very different roster is actually uh working out quite well for them, and I think that they are a major threat this year. Um oh, I knew I was gonna forget this girl's name. Christina. Christina Ikofu-Yumane, she downed her first triple last night. Big grin after she sunk it. Um, She's going to be great. That whole roster is going to be great. I'm very excited. Omaha has a little bit of a different roster. Um, If you remember Alexis Pratt from Omaha, she's now at St. Thomas. Um, Some other people shuffled around as well. So just um, lots and lots and lots of changes. North Dakota lost some people to graduation, to the portal. Um, It just – everything looks a lot different this year. That being said, the league is fairly close this year. Um, currently, right now, North Dakota is at the top of the league with an overall record of... Shoot, I knew this was going to happen. I just looked at it, too. What are they, 8-3? and three? They are 8-3. and three. Okay, see, I never should have doubted myself. I knew what I was talking about. North Dakota is at the top of the league at 8-3. and three. SDSU, I believe, is in th- third or fourth. Uh third at eight and five. So in North Dakota State's in second at seven and four. So just a different amount of games played, um, different amount of losses. But that top, those top three right now really could be tough to beat this year. But I say that, and then we're gonna talk about what happened in Brookings last night um in a hot minute. We'll get there, we'll get there. So let's talk about that's a good segue. Let's discuss um our previous power rankings. The last time that our voters from Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast put out power rankings. Let's take a look at those. Power rankings. All right. At the top of our Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast voter power rankings is South Dakota State. South Dakota State has notable wins over Louisville, number 10 at the time, and over K-State, who I believe was 23. Three at the time may have been 25 I'm not quite sure also much needed win over Missouri Valley foe UNI tough 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 losses out on the west coast to Washington State and Montana State definitely gave me some palpitations as a jackrabbit fan um a little bit of inconsistency Page Meyer did check back in last night for the first time this season um So we'll see. Our voters seem to think that SDSU is still the toughest team in the conference, despite them not being at the top of the standings. We'll see what happens. Second in our voter power rankings is North Dakota State. Rightfully so, if you ask me. Third is USD. Um, Before last night, USD was still third in our power rankings, but some of us weren't really sure how that was going to go. And we actually talked with, with, our interview guest a little bit later about about this about what USD struggles mean um for the league but I will be the first to to throw out there I definitely I'm not even a yote fan um and I have been one to be pessimistic about what was going on with the women's basketball program in Vermilion and just the the lack of scoring, the lid on the bucket, that type of thing. Personally want to apologize for that because last night, whew they put all of those fears to bed. Um, don't be nervous. Also, literally, it's the beginning of the season, so who cares? Um, again, injuries, portal, new coach, young coach, young players, like everything, graduation, all of it. It's going to be fine. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, so yeah, USD in our third spot, North Dakota in our fourth spot. You could argue some shuffling between those top four, to be honest, and I think that they will shuffle throughout uh, the season as as the season goes on. St. Thomas in our fifth spot. I don't know that St. Thomas has ever been that high in our women's power rankings. Obviously, their second year in the league, they took Wisconsin down to the absolute wire last week, um, like down to the wire, and honestly, probably should have beat them. So definitely look out for St. Thomas, Jade Hill, Sammy Opichka, everyone else. I literally could just go through and name the whole roster. Um, my eyes are on you. Kansas City is in our, what is that, our sixth spot. Um, Kansas City had an overtime win over Bradley that showed lots of good things. They've also just kind of been in, in some close games that they maybe didn't come out on top of. Um, I know when I was down there when they played an NAIA school last week. Lots of big leads, Um, and then after half, Bellevue had a fire lit under their ass, and they came out and cut the lead, and Kansas City extended the lead, and I'm talking like 10, 11, 12-point leads, Um, so just a lot of getting out in front, but maybe not being able to stay out in front. Um, I don't think that Kansas City has a huge transition game right now. I don't know if that's something that Coach D doesn't want to have right now. Maybe she wants to slow the game down which honestly I think is a good choice in the Summit League. Um, So we'll see what happens. I'm not really sure what to expect out of Kansas City yet, but I do know um, that they can score. It's just whether or not they can score consistently. So we'll see what happens there. In our seventh spot, um, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts is at the bottom of the league standings right now. We'll talk about that in a hot minute, but our voters put them in our seventh spot. In our eighth spot, denver I personally have to disagree. I also may be a little bit biased because I just have always had a soft spot for Denver. But Denver's been in lots of close games this season in the non-con, and we're going to talk about that um, in our interview here a little bit later. But they did pull out an overtime win over Loyola Marymount, so that is, I guess, something of note, worthy of note. Western Illinois in our ninth spot, in Omaha in our 10th. Now, when I wrote the Power Rankings article, whenever I wrote that, December 11th, Um, I pointed out that though Omaha is in our 10th spot, their record at the time was actually five and five, which you can't base everything off of records, but I just think that they can give some scares to the top half of our league this year. Um, They'll open their season tomorrow with Denver today. If you're hearing this um, on Wednesday, they've got an afternoon game out there and that is the travel partner game. So that's their, only game, um, this week. So that's what we've got right now. Just to run down it again from our voters, SDSU, NDSU, USD, UND, St. Thomas, Kansas City, Oral Roberts, Denver, Western, and Omaha. So now when I publish the new power rankings, they will not look like that. And I'll tell you that right now. Um, heck of a night last night. Let's break that down. So to go back to this USD thing, USD had, I think, four, maybe five games in the non-con where at least one quarter was single-digit scoring. It didn't look great as far as putting the ball in the hoop for um, USD. And if you can't score, you're going to have to play impeccable defense to win games. Um, So I know that a lot of people were, were pretty concerned about that, as well as myself. Last night, like I said, they put all of that to bed. They told all of us hold my beer. We're going to get this done and they did. Incredible 82 to 59 win over Kansas City. Um was never close. Absolute blowout. Good for them. Good for them. I that's I think what yo know, fans are used to seeing. I'm still not sure they're going to run the table in the conference, but I'm not sure that anybody is going to run the table and that includes SDSU. So, that's not me saying that to be biased. That is me saying that because I quite literally don't think anyone is going to run the table in the conference. Everyone is going to have a loss, if not two. So moving on, um, North Dakota State. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take back what I just said. If anyone is going to run the table in the conference, I actually think it is going to be North Dakota State. Um, They beat Western 84-60 to last night. Like I said, they do have a different roster, but they have a lot of talent on that roster. They brought in a lot of good girls. They've got scoring all over the floor. I'm interested to see what they're going to do this season. North Dakota as well, kind of in our the the at the top of the summit standings and, and near the top of our voter rankings, had a good win over St. Thomas, 72-56. Um, North Dakota and Western are going to turn around and play again tonight, by the way. They were supposed to play Wednesday. So I guess I'm recording this on Tuesday. So they're going to play Tuesday night. So probably by the time you hear this, unless you listen to it on Tuesday evening we will have the result um of that game they got to rest someone i think it was garrett pointed out in our group chat that um north dakota got to rest a lot of their starters in that the near the end of that st. thomas game so they should be pretty fresh and ready to go for western um but you never know never know what's going to happen i do think that despite being near the bottom western has got a lot of talent as well so we shall see all right, the game that everybody's talking about. Um, I definitely got a couple text messages from from people around the league saying, "Are you breathing? Are you alive?" Um, after the SDSU game, and let me tell you, I was, but barely. Um, I had planned to watch the Omaha men's game and fulfill my writing responsibilities, but I my fan heart took over, and the women's podcasting side of me took over, and I just had to be glued uh to this game in Brookings last night. Holy hell, Oral Roberts. I don't think that SDSU was expecting that. I really don't. And I could be wrong, you can yell at me. Um I've been saying that we have a lot of talent at the bottom of the league, but I I I didn't I don't know. Um 83 to 80, South Dakota State escapes. Quite literally narrowly escapes survives. Um yeah. It was close the whole time. ORU went into the fourth quarter with the lead, um, back and forth, just, yeah. So here's the thing. ORU overall is 3-9 and and sits at the bottom of the conference right now. And they took what our voters say is the top team to the absolute wire. So for me, this tells us two things, maybe three. Number one, Oral Roberts is simply better than its record shows. Um, You'll hear me say that about a lot of people this season. And I am typically optimistic and typically positive, but I'm also not afraid to point out negatives. And while there are negatives in every team, Ola Roberts is better than the record shows this season. Number two, the conference is closer matched than it has been since I can personally remember. And we said that last year and all the coaches said that last year. Um, so the fact that it's as tight as it is, is, is crazy. And number three, there may be some teams in the middle who have been skating by that are going to need to watch out for ORU. Um, I think we're going to have a really good game in Vermilion tomorrow, even though USD showed us that they are still the USD that we thought they were um, last night. I think that what happens in the Sanford Coyote Sports Center tomorrow night might be a little, a little closer or a little different than what people are expecting. Um, So, yeah. Wow, eighteen minutes, huh? And I don't really feel like I bsed a lot of that. Maybe I can do this by myself. Maybe I can. You need a good need a good confidence boost. That's okay. Um, just to let you all know, now that I'm doing this by myself, it's also gonna like turn into my therapy session. Um, and I am kind of learning to just like not cut stuff from my podcast. Um, yeah, I just, I just am not cutting stuff. You we know, don't cut the bad stuff, but you know. I'm just going to leave it out there. So you guys can do what you want with that. Um, We are going to move into our interview portion of the episode. I am so, 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 so thrilled that I had the opportunity to sit down with an exceptional basketball coach and an even better human, just a phenomenal um, human who is so grateful, thankful, blessed, and just spreads positivity and love and light. I love that. I need all of it in my life. We are talking about Dosha Woods in her third season at the helm of Denver's program. She'll look to start the conference slate off right with a win over Omaha on Wednesday. Our sit down with Dosha is coming up stat. All right, folks, it's that time of year again, and we are thrilled to be here with head coach Dosha Woods of the Denver Pioneers. Coach, welcome
1: back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I don't know if you felt guilted into having me be the first, but I am the first one this year, so I'm excited
0: we i definitely just wanted to um pick some people that don't you know most of our fan base is in south dakota so when i put out the poll i was like let me pick all of these coaches and just see who people want to hear from so and it was uh i think i think you beat out the surprise me option by like
1: seven percent or something like that so okay so not too much not too much thank you (laughs) well (laughs) i didn't mean i appreciate it i am (laughs) great <laughs> all
0: right the Pios went four and seven in the non-con and are looking to start the conference late on a high note and we're just going to go ahead and dive in so I do want to start out with some of the tough stuff first um people look at records and judge a team um, but if you take a hard look at each game I would argue that the Pios record is wildly inaccurate um seven point deficit at Wichita State five point deficit to Houston Christian Four points with Air Force and also some close games with Idaho and Northern Colorado. What are you working on in practice to kind of close that gap?
1: You know, uh, well, first, you're definitely right in your assessment. Um, I I do think we're better than our record in some ways, um, being four and seven. Um, I do take a little solace in knowing that we were in most of those games, except two of them. And, you know, as I asked the team after one of the games, which end would you rather be on? And obviously, you want to have the opportunity to win the game. Um, But being in those close games, we know it comes down to one or two things here. Uh, Defensively, though, we're much better than we were last year, statistically. um, That's an area we have to get better at. Um, I know you're one that does a great job doing your research. So let me beat you to the punts. We're last in the summer league. Uh, Defensively, we're last. Um, but I, I like what we are able to do offensively. We just have to do a much better job of getting stops, and that's what the last couple of practices have been is we got to defend and rebound, and whatever that means. We, we are one that likes to mix it up defensively, um, so we've been doing that a little zone, a little man, but we've got to get much better at being able to finish plays.
0: As a bit of a follow-up to that, in the Idaho game, the first quarter was a little bit cold offensively, um, but you followed that with an explosive third quarter where you outscored the Vandals like 32-18, to 18, I think, How important, I know you just talked a little bit about improving your defense, but how important is that first quarter and coming out to a hot start going to be going forward, especially as we get into the conference part of the schedule?
1: I mean, it was like you were at practice today. I mean, it's been a big part of what we've tried to talk about and trying to be ready to go. As I told the team, I don't have a a whistle when it's game time. You know, we can't restart this drill and restart that. And uh, we have had a few slow starts and, and I think being able to harp on that, especially those that are playing and setting a tone for us and like it comes to, it comes with you guys you guys have to set the tone i've um, been able to get us started get us going and uh we struggled with that i wasn't it was cold shooting our end and we couldn't defend it and, and they were smoking uh you know to our credit defensively as i told the team uh we've played three teams in the top 12 in the country and three-point shooting in both northern colorado idaho and colorado state and um i, I think that's a credit to just obviously yes yeah, scheduling one and challenge ourselves but uh, we're playing the top of the top and in the areas and you and I both know threes are worth more than twos uh for sure
0: yeah so to kind of go off of that and talk about the hot offense that um Denver seems to have most of the time it seems like Pio scoring can be very spread out this season Um there's two duos specifically that I want to talk about I want to talk about who I'm going to call freshman squared with Emma Smith and Jojo Jones and freshman then squared? I w- yeah, are they Ooh, both
1: freshmen? Nicknames, okay. I'm gonna see if this one sticks. I'm gonna see if this one. That sticks.
0: one's not gonna. That one's probably not gonna stick. But you know what is gonna stick? Michaela squared with an asterisk in the second letter because I know that they spell it differently. But I will be using that. So <laughs> okay. I want to talk about Emma and Jojo, and then Michaela and Michaela, and their impact thus far.
1: Yeah. Well, first starting with the freshmen, I think um, you know we're obviously adjusting in college is difficult. Um, you know, getting adjusted. And then you figure that the position that both of them are in and we're leading us uh, both, uh, both of them leading us in scoring, I think it's been an adjustment and and a lot of pressure that they've handled well. Um, I think with both of them coming in, it was really just, we knew we were losing a lot. Obviously, we lost uh, our our top five in terms of scoring and production last year. So there's a lot of playing time to be had. And um, I think one way that I coach is really who's going to earn it. Uh, Emma was actually supposed to be a walk one. Um, and we, we signed her late, and she's leading us in scoring. Uh, we signed JoJo late um, as well, and I give both of them a lot of credit, how they try to show up. Um, there's been growing pains for sure. There's been some adjustment to the style, to the pace, um, especially, but I think uh, Emma's consistency, and then JoJo is just a gamer. She's one that um, ha- has really good IQ, uh, really good skill set that, work- that she works on it. You can tell that she works on it. Uh, but I think both of them have done a great job of getting adjusted, and if I can get a little bit more from them defensively, um, I know it's asking a lot of freshmen what more can I ask of them, uh, but I'm only asking them because I know they can handle it, and I, I think for them, and to be where they are um, at this point in their careers, especially when you look at how much freshmen play or don't play, uh, for them to be starting and leading us um, When I got the position in July 2020, I said I want to be able to build with high school kids, and we have six to build with four-year kids, and we have six freshmen on our team, and I'm consistent in that, and I can't wait to watch them develop uh, even more.
0: All right, we're going to move on to our fan question um, from Mr. from Monty on Twitter. He says, every team in the conference has been affected by the portal, graduation, or injuries, um, but USD seems to have been bit by all three, maybe a little bit more than the rest of the conference. We want a non-Dakota coaching opinion on how the new dynamic in Vermilion affects the league this year, and does that present an opportunity for maybe a
1: new leader to emerge? You know, I said— What's her name at South Dakota? What's her name? Uh, Kayla Karius. Kayla, I honestly said she's got the hardest job in the league this year. Um, And I don't know if fans want to hear this, but uh, what they did last year was phenomenal. Uh, Both when you think about the the seniors that they had, fifth years, uh, you can teach a lot, but you can't teach experience. And I think as much as people can is to be patient. She literally has the hardest job in the league because uh, them, uh, South Dakota and Denver, the only two schools that lost all five. Uh, top five scoring, right? Uh, We didn't go to elite eight last year, you know, so no one's really, we were picked eighth. So I think to have a little patience and show her a little grace to, to lose so much, obviously as a first time head coach, you're putting in your new style. So all of that plays a role in it. And I think, uh, to, to enjoy the moment while you can, because they're few and far between. Uh, what What South Dakota did last year, um, it is not typical at schools um, our size and at our level. Um, so I hope people enjoyed that last year, but give Give her a chance to to get her own style and her own system in there. As uh, she lost a lot, and that comes with a lot of learning, not only herself but her players too. So, um, it, it impacted everybody, and I think until probably the current juniors on the team until they're done. That's the last year that gets a COVID year. It's going to be murky. It's going to be murky and it's going to be mucked up. But we're all trying to figure out what that means for us and our coaching styles. You hope that, um, the product that you put out on the floor is enough to compete. And then you throw in injuries and all of these other things. So I think people need to show her a little grace because it is, um, she's got the hardest job in the league to, to follow Don and what they were able to do last year and to literally lose, um, at probably 90 I think we lost 82 percent of our scoring and I think it was probably like 98 percent for them Maybe and they have grace back so I'll say like 95.
0: Yeah absolutely and just obviously want to throw our um, best wishes out to Natalie and, and Madison and anyone else that's injured you know for USD or, or the rest of the league um, that sucks we don't certainly don't like to see it and we wish you a full and speedy recovery.
1: 100 percent.
0: Um, so as we're moving out of the non-con and into the conference slate, is your squad approaching this season, this conference season, any differently than you would have previously knowing that your spot in Sioux Falls is now guaranteed?
1: You know, I, th- that, that is one hand, you know, but I, honestly, we were trying to compete and, and I would say the caveat. So I don't know if that was your question or someone else's question is we earn both yeah. of those. Is your question? Yeah. Okay, good. We earned, well, we earned that, and that was really important to me last year, how the season ended is um, obviously I know there was some issue with COVID down the stretch, but I wanted to make sure we took care of business and won those two games. So it wouldn't be any question about, oh, if we got like a little gimme to get in. Um, it does make it, I guess, probably a little less stressful in a sense. Um, you're not really fighting for that, for that spot. Um, but I think for us to, to really try to continue to work on our defense and continue to, to focus on us, um, it was one area last year that even trying. I don't think the players understand it either as much. So having such a new team, it probably doesn't impact them. So it's more me being able to coach, um, you know, each game to game because again, the freshmen don't know what they don't know. We got six of them. That's,
0: I didn't even think about that when I wrote the question and I actually <laughs> wish I had. Um, yeah. Cause it's definitely different, different um, coming in and not having had to fight for it last year.
1: Yes. Cause girl, we had to fight.
0: You did. You really did. Um, it's, I, as, as a fan, I guess, or in this, this position that I'm in, I don't know how I feel about it. I like it on one hand, but on the other hand, I'm like, "Mm, we really like this, like coming down to the last week of the season and all the fight, but, but it will be good for, um, it'll be different. It'll be different.
1: It'll be different. That's what I'll say. I I, do think the exciting part though is, um, especially being a, uh, It was mid back when I played at Western. But being a mid-major player myself is, you know, it's hard to make postseason play, whether it's the NIT or whether it's the NCAA. And I do think um, giving our players opportunity to kind of go experience that um, and everybody having that chance to go I think is important just because um, we, we see the numbers and, you know, most of the time it's like, uh, ask South Dakota State to uh, act a god to try to get an at-large bid for anything. So to have that opportunity, I think um is kind of rewarding the players and giving them that that taste of what uh hopefully like in our case what we're building our program to to kind of expect in postseason play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And maybe having everyone in the conference tournament will um boost the two bid league, like effort or progress over the next um few years. All right, we're gonna move on to everybody's favorite part of our interviews, what we like to call Summit Roulette. So I have three questions for you. I'm just gonna rapid fire. The first one is the best food slash restaurant you had on a non-con road trip this season.
1: The oh, best food? Oh, we went to Daytona Beach and um, we played and We went to Daytona. It was it was a seafood restaurant. I can't think of what it was called, but um, if I could have brought some of that back with me, I would have. Um, they had actually just gotten hit by the hurricane, so some of it wasn't. But yeah, the the food is really good. At, uh, I want to say it's ocean something. Put me on a spot. I'm gonna have to ask. And it was we were actually supposed to eat at another spot, and then our um, uh, shout out to tire ops found this other spot at the last minute. So that's why I don't know the name because we were, the itinerary said something else.
0: Yeah, I love a good itinerary. I am an itinerary person. But yep. oftentimes when you venture off the itinerary is where you find the good stuff. So.
1: Yes, 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 facts.
0: All right, snaps and claps. Um weirdest <laughs> song that you heard your team play this season.
1: Okay, you know us, we're big on um Halloween and so we did karaoke again this year and uh, shout out to freshman Mackenzie Jones. She, I don't care what it is, something Disney. I I've, I've been had to step up my Disney game. Maybe there's like a Hannah Montana hold down, um, the hold something. down throw down. Yes, she everywhere. She if you need it, she's got you. This her, um, Andrew Robles, our other freshman, JoJo Jones, Emma Smith, uh, Madeline, like all five. Cause share just got here, all five of them. Whatever you want to know, Disney. And then it's, there's another one like you got served. We were doing a community service project, so they rode in my car, and then they're like, "Let me get the ox. Let me get the ox." And they put on something. You guys served, I don't even know the song, but I know they know the song. Like, <laughs> yeah, so anything Disney high school musical-ish, it, it threw me for a loop because I wasn't ready. Like, I I don't live in that world, I don't have kids, I guess they my kids, I don't know. So that threw me for a loop.
0: I really wish you guys could see Dosha's face right now, actually, because <laughs> the whole, the, the facial expressions when that story was like being told to me were actually priceless. I, was, I
1: wasn't ready for Disney to be that prominent, but, you know, now, and I actually, I probably could find this song on my phone because I'm like, I need to download this. If we can't talk and practice or if we have one of those, I just need to put on this little Disney something. because Give everyone a little boost. Crazy. Yes. I love that.
0: Um, okay. I lied about the three questions because I actually thought of another one. So here's my third question. Um, I know that you took the team to D&Bs like last week or the week before because I saw that on the Twitter. Who is like the master gamer at Dave and Busters? Who is like the champion of the day?
1: Oh, that was that's a tough one because okay, Ali Ali Hart, McKenzie Jones, I don't know what game they were playing, but they played it until they Oh, I'm sorry. I'm lying. Emma Smith's going to kill me. You know the game when you uh, hit the thing and it's got to go, like, maybe the lights got to get to a 1,000 or whatever kind of The tickets? little, like, wacky thing? Yes. Yeah. But you got to have some touch with it because it doesn't matter if you hit it hard. You can have some touch. Emma did that, like, twice to get a 1,000 tickets. So, in terms of who was the best, I would give it Allie and Mackenzie because they stayed on the same little, like, knock the people down game, like, you get at the carnival for at least 30 minutes. So... I was surprised at how competitive, you know, it's always hard when you can take a competitive team to things like that because you're like, you want to just have fun, but there's no fun. And then Angie Robles, our freshman from San Diego, I don't care what she's doing, how she's doing it, you're going to have to hear about it because she's going to talk about it or she's going to sing about it. So that's going to be her um, probably nine times out of 10. So sometimes I got to humble her. But uh, but, so I'm going to give them all credit because then the, the tickets, you know, Again, I don't have kids, but when you go get all your little tickets and you can go trade them in for stuff, they're in there like, it's some real stuff. Like, (laughs) you can get, like, I I know I'm trying to fix my face, but it's some real stuff that I didn't realize. Even that part was competitive. Are you going to use all your tickets? I'm get your card. Let me, so I'm giving my card. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just playing. Girl, I'm playing uh, Fruit fruit Ninja. That's where I was. That's where I'm living (laughs) in this simple life. Fruit Ninja. So I was like here take I don't I don't understand. So, yeah, we have a competitive team, but I, again, I'm going back to the freshman class cuz they're just well, and then I can't leave Allie out because her Mackenzie was killing the carnival game. Whatever it was.
0: I love that. I, I absolutely love that. All right.
1: Okay, last so the question for you. Oh. Ocean Deck.
0: Ocean, ocean Deck, deck in, in, Daytona.
1: in Daytona. Yes.
0: All right. Shameless Plug from Gender Women's Hoops for Ocean Deck in Daytona. Best yes. seafood in the land. All right, my last question for you is What was your best coaching moment so far this season? However, you define best, whether that's funniest, most inspiring, dumbest, whatever it was. What's your best coaching moment this season?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to say funniest because I want to be able to laugh about this. So I might have to give you two moments. But I got warned at Colorado State a minute and 17 into the game. We saw. And. <laughs> I'm like, I felt like Coach Prime. I'm like, you didn't even let me get in my bag. Like, I got a lot of good stuff I can say. And I didn't even get, I didn't even say anything. I just looked. And I blame my mama because my mama gave me this face. Like, I was like, I didn't even. So that that had me shook for a hot minute. Um. So, but outside of that, I would say um, New Mexico State. Um, New Mexico State, we needed a stop. We needed a stop down the stretch. And um, we had a couple Non traditional lineups, if you will, on the floor, and that that was just a fun game of like you know I know we're better defensively though the numbers don't reflect that we are better defensively, and I was just proud. It's probably more so with the team just how we were able to really defend and get stops down the stretch to be able to win the game. So that was a that was a fun one, and we would started out the season slow, so to get that one off our back and kind of know that like what we're doing is we're headed in the right direction. We have to just kind of tie up some things, and that game was a kind of the first one for us to prove that to ourselves.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. We always enjoy having you. There's clearly lots of laughs. Um, like Lindsay said on Twitter, you always got to throw a little comedy in there, which I, I think I needed a good like uplifting start to the season. That's probably why I was like, hey, let's get dosha on. But thank you for being here. We appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. Looking forward to all the work that you guys do to really promote the league and just kind of lift up not only our, our coaches but our players as well. And um, you know me, I'm a big fan of the Summit League, so I will be vocal um, when necessary on Twitter for those of us who deserve it. Um, we're not there right now, uh, but once we, we do get to where we want to be, I'm definitely um, hoping that we can be a 2 big league and everybody continues to push. And good luck to all of them, just not when we're playing them, of course. <laughs> Come correct or don't come at all. What I mean, a great ending. Somebody's thinking and I'm just gonna I'm gonna beat everybody to the punch <laughs> just go, Exactly, exactly. Just thinking it. or saying what we
0: all thinking. All right. Denver will host Omaha tomorrow afternoon, December twenty first at one PM local time, two PM for our Central Time folks. And then they'll follow with the Kansas City and Oral Roberts Road trip next week. Stick around. We will be right back. Her Turn is a scholarship program designed to provide sport opportunities to young girls within the Brookings community who may not otherwise have the chance. Recipients of a Her Turn scholarship will be able to attend an SDSU athletic camp of their choice at no cost to their family. Not only will a scholarship recipient attend the athletic camp, but they will also experience a college campus, build relationships, and interact with positive female role models. In addition, Her Turn strives to reduce any barrier families commonly face in sport experiences. Her Turn will work with families to provide transportation to and from the camp, as well as provide necessary equipment to attend the camp. Her Turn is affiliated with the Brookings Foundation. If you want to make an impact on young female experiences in sport, you can check out the Her Turn website at herturnsd.org and also donate through the Brookings Foundation website or through Venmo at herturnsd. You can also find Her Turn South Dakota on your regular social media networks with the handle at her turn SD. Wow. Um, Incredible, incredible interview. Great insight. So blessed for the chance to sit down with coach Woods again. What a fun time, huh? I feel like I would not want to go to Dave and Buster's with the PIOs because I also am quite competitive. Um, And I also never let people forget. And I feel like like I'd get beat. I'm pretty good at skeeball, though. So if anyone wants to take me on at skeeball, I'm down for that. But all right, let's preview what is upcoming. So as previously mentioned, Tuesday night game with Western and North Dakota. We will probably have that result by the time you are hearing this. Let's go ahead and look at tonight, Wednesday. Um, wow, I totally just messed that up. This is I. This is why it's so annoying to record like b- the day before you drop because I just can't even keep it straight. All right, as I'm speaking, this day, Tuesday, North Dakota and Western will play each other. You'll be hearing this on Wednesday. So let's pretend it's Wednesday now. So tonight, the rest of the Summit games are happening. So Omaha at Denver happens at 2 p.m. Central today, 1 p.m. Mountain. Oil Roberts at USD at 6 p.m. Central. St. Thomas at North Dakota State, 7 p.m. Central. And then also at 7, Kansas City at South Dakota State. Let's get into my predictions, which probably hold absolutely no water. Um, but here they are. Denver over Omaha, sixty-two to fifty-five. Oral Roberts over USD, 85-82. I'll actually, i eighty-two. I'll actually—I mean, that one could go either way, but I'll say that the score is going to be within three. Um, North Dakota State eighty-two, Saint Thomas sixty-eight, and SDSU eighty-eight, Kansas City seventy-two. That's what I'm throwing out there. No rhyme or reason. I mean, some rhyme or reason, but. I don't know. I go in circles when I explain myself, so I'm just putting it out there. Um, You can agree or disagree, That be very well up to you. No podcast next week. We'll be back every week after that. Um, Podcast, hopefully, if I can get myself into a schedule in the spring, um, will be recorded on Wednesdays and dropped on Thursdays. So we should have a consistent schedule going all the way up to the tournament, um, just like last year with episodes coming out on Thursday. This week is the only week that the Summit League is playing that Monday-Wednesday schedule. So after Christmas um, next week, they will go to their regularly scheduled Thursday-Saturday mirror schedules. Mark went, this one is for you. I hate mirror scheduling. If I have to explain that to you, if Mark has to explain that to you, um, you need to just figure it out. Mirror scheduling sucks. Bring back double headers, although the facilities people would hate that, but you know. You chose your career path. It is what it is. But I think that's all. I um, think that's all I have for you this week. It's going to be a hell of a season. Absolutely crazy. Have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but I'm excited. Also, again, shameless plug. I will do this quite literally every episode. If you know Summit League basketball, or even if you don't, and you just want to like break. Up me talking all the time. Um, please reach out to me. You can DM, DM the podcast account, or you can DM uh, my personal account. My personal account is linked in the podcast bio, so you can find me there. Um, I would honestly love to have you. I would love to get to know you. I would love to do this podcast with you. I would love to not have the pressure of doing all of this by myself. It's fine right now because I am home in South Dakota on winter break, sitting in my parents' basement, recording a podcast. And like, I know that people are going to hear it, but right now, you know, nobody's hearing it. It's just me and my little pink microphone. Um, but then I'm going to put it out and it's like, oh crap. I, people just literally listened to me talk for an hour. Like people hated doing that when I was younger. So what's changed now, you know? So if you want to help me out with that little issue, like, please come be on the podcast, even if it's just for an episode. I would love that. I would love to get like someone from every school on the podcast, heck, a student, like a student radio guy. I don't care. Come hang out with me. Come hang out with me and we'll talk Summit League Women's Hoops because we're here to uplift. You know, that's the goal. All right. Don't forget to support the Summit League. Reach out if you need anything. If you want to chat, come be on my podcast. Retweet us. Tweet at us. Do all the things. Go Summit League. I need to come up with a cool hashtag. All right. I'm going to shut up now. Bye.